May old acquaintance be for... Okay, everybody. That's, uh, we've turned the Valdunigan record off. Um, it's the end of year review. That's right. It's Weekend at Crombie's Volume 5. That's 2022 end of year review. Yeah, that was beautiful. Well, Crombies. Sing as well as that. Yeah. Um, if you can hear a tinkle, tinkle in the background, it is not uh, my five-year-old son wetting himself. <laughs> it is because of his ha- he's had a copious amount of alcohol. Because it is, of course, New Year's Eve. No, <laughs> it's the chinking of glasses uh, as we celebrate the end of the year. Is chinking of glasses a phrase? They make that noise, yes. Yeah, it's now, isn't it? We've all had a few babies, haven't we? So we're all, we're all struggling a little bit here. Um, but we've got our comfy sofas out. We've taken a break from the family, haven't we, Hugh? Ding dong, merrily on high. Uh, indeed. We're in a, um, we, we, well, we're in separate houses, uh, but we are in our own studies, I presume. I've got a nice comfy leather chair with some tweed um, buttons in it. And that's where I'm sitting at the moment. And I've got a, a sherry. Last of the sherry, I think. Go back to work on Tuesday, so I'm going to spend the next few days absolutely paralytic. I have an upturned orange crate, and I found a <laughs> can of special brew that uh, it's still got a couple of days left in it. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And uh, have you taken up smoking? Uh, I have not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's very good. So yeah, obviously but I do. I do fold them under my uh, my t-shirt because I look hard that way. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Um, the, obviously, the, as, you know, this is a traditional end of year review. In fact, we, um, my wife doesn't even need reminding now that um, we, we record the podcast on New Year's Eve. There's no there's no ringing in the new year uh, with the missus, although it's all about weekend at Crombies. And even though the podcast only takes a, you know, a good half an hour to record, I'm usually upstairs in the study for the rest of the evening. <laughs> anyway, um, because this, yeah, is, this is your this is your sweet spot. This is what you this is what oh, the entire 12 episodes are for. Well, for you, it it's is. the stats. It is. It is. And I'll tell you what, if there was a sexual um a kind of a sexual deviancy around <laughs> statistics i'd like to know what it is because i've got it <laughs> oh i do i do i've got it <laughs> you know oh my so there goodness we are. so imagine imagine how i'm feeling right now here <laughs> i'd rather not <laughs> um but what are you? I would say this: this, this is what you do it for. This is what I prep with to get to the next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, hey, that's it. Um, Just to listen yeah. to be to be hosed down by your stats, yeah. your statgasm. <laughs> I like that. Um, just around me at the moment are little uh, bits of paper with numbers on them that I've cut out and have strewn around the room. And later on, I'll roll around on them. Um, it should be amazing. Naked, of course. Uh, but we, sh- we we shall see. I mean, you know, I'm, I am 44 now. Maybe it's I'm too old for this. I don't know. Um, but I'm certainly not too old to do the review. Um, and what a year it's been. My goodness, what a year. Um, it's been a year. It has. Uh, we, we, as usual, we've watched 12 films. We're going to not talk about Weekend at Crombie's 2, The Legend of Crombie's Gold, because uh, I'm presuming you know, listeners will have had the seven Rob Reiner films by now and we'll just be kind of absorbing yeah. the uh, intricate detail of the assessments that we've given of those. But no, when, this when, is... when we say we'll have had them, the, the sub- subtext is to the back teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, it has been relentless oh, it has well just wait till you we've got wait till you see what we've got in store for 2023 but before oh. that we've got we've got 12 films as usual that we watch Should we just have a quick recap of them Hugh off you go shall I go you I'll go you, I'll you go, go. You, you I'll go. go. <laughs> it's I'll your go. party go January 
was obviously Quick Change. That was uh, chosen by Hugh. February was the secret, the secret of Rowan in Ish. That seems like years ago. Yeah. Uh, that was that was. It my was favorite. years ago. It was set in nineteen fifties. Yes, yes, I suppose. But when we watched it, it seems yes. like it was. It seems like it was about uh, you know at least nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, somewhere in time, the uh, Christopher Reeve vehicle. Where what was the what was that tune? Do you know what? Just, it, I think it was something like "Remember Me," but I forget it. Is it Rachmaninoff <laughs> or something? They just oh Rachmaninoff, yes. Oh God, uh, the duelist. You know, all uh, I can remember from somewhere in time is not the Rachmaninoff; it's just the way she ate chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness, Jane Seymour could eat a chicken. She could. Woof, blimey. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a stapgasm I'm having. Um, oh, this God. Can we like, yeah, It's not the last day of the room here, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the duelist. That was that was me. Then we moved on to that was uh, obviously a Ridley Scott film, a civil action from Hugh. Um, obviously, that was the traditional John Lithgow film. Um, the Public Eye then followed uh, the first great train robbery, the Andromeda Strain, Big Night, Vampire's Kiss, Soylent Green, and released nearly a week ago. Support the girls. Um, Although when you are listening to this on New Year's Eve, obviously it was longer than uh, a week ago, just given a little bit away of the the magic that happens there. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Um, I mean, any thoughts about those films? What's your feeling about this year? It's uh, it's a, a year of two halves, John. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, again, we, we started off, again, uh, very quite light with a comedy. But then we had to get back in time. Rowan and Ish, Summer in Time, both period pieces. Yeah. Um, I suppose, again, I was, uh, I was going to say, what was after that? Then I suppose a civil action isn't a period piece, but it's so set in the 90s, it feels like one. I mean, the public eye was another period piece. Well, so actually, the, we yeah. had Somewhere in Time, The Secret of Rowan and Ish, Summer in Time, The Duelists, another period piece. Of course, piece, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Public yeah. eye, yeah, that's a period piece. First Great Train Robbery, that's a period piece. Big Night. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah. There's uh, a lot there, isn't there? Soylent Green a future period the first half of the year was very much looking back whereas uh the second half of the year um was you know we had we had uh, the futuristic there we then dropped us into a two two kind of science fiction futuristic uh ones we had um vampire's kiss which was like no other film <laughs> yeah <laughs> that thing. stands alone doesn't it it really does what uh, genre is vampire's kiss it's, it's the, vampire's kiss <laughs> the vampire's kiss genre yeah <laughs> So yeah, it does feel like there was there was a corner we rounded there. Um, I wonder whether it's not not intentionally, but yeah, the, it's, uh, yeah it's no. an eclectic one, I think. Well, it's been an eclectic one, and I wonder whether um, events earlier in the year, what with the the world almost coming to an end, um, maybe we were thinking of better times. If Ooh, you, that's if deep. you can, it could be. You never know subconsciously if you can think of the seventies as a better time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there were still strikes, weren't there? A different time. That's um, yeah. So what we want to do is we'll, we'll go through some of the kind of the lighter touches first, and then we'll have a look at some of the kind of the deeper stats as we get into it. So um, now, what was the earliest film that we watched? The 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 film that was made the longest ago. Oh, I'm going to go with the Duelists. Well, or possibly the Andromeda Strain. Oh, the Andromeda there Strain. We you, there we go. Yeah, 1971. <laughs> Um, and the newest film was obviously Support the Girls. That was 2018. Our average year this year is 1988. Ooh, my sweet spot. Do you know what our average year last year was? Somewhere in the 90s? 1988. Was it? Do you know what what our average year the year before that was? 1988? It was 1987. Oh, so close. Although, ironically, I don't think there were that many films from the 80s in here. I think we just veered up and down. Yeah, we 
we watched two films from the 80s somewhere in time in 1980 yeah. vampires kiss 1988 right, so that's not that's uncommon for us surely it, it is because in uh, volume four we actually watched one two three four four films from the 1980s and in volume three one two th- well, only two actually so yeah that's <laughs> that's dynamic isn't it <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've uh, we've certainly um, we've we hit the, the sweet the sweet spot of 1980. That seems to be where we land most years, or there or thereabouts. So there we go. Um, now, there have been some monumental films this year that have made history. Two in particular. Um, do you know what they might be and why? Okay, I would say um, I would say I don't know. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, So, we have a new entrant into the perfect score. Oh. The Secret of Rowan Inish. Was it? A five from me and a five from you. You can't remember this, you. I I don't remember the perfect score. I remember I liked Secret of Rowan Inish. Yeah, so that joins two other films. Can you remember what they are, Hugh? I do indeed. One was the court jester. Yeah. Of course. And the other I don't remember. Breaker Morant. Breaker Morant, the court jester, and the secret of Rony. That is the the pinnacle of cinema. My goodness. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Absolutely incredible. And the Rowan Inish, the secret of Rowan Inish, sorry, um, as a result of that, is, is now in our top 10 films that we've reviewed obviously as as one of three yeah. i'll reveal where it is in the top three okay. um later because we we do the way i with the way i order all of the yeah. films we've watched into a league table is by weekend at crombie's average score and then if it's the, if it's if it's a draw if it's level okay it then goes to the public vote okay and then if that's level it then goes to popularity so the the higher the popularity, the more weighting it gets, because obviously it's more likely to generate lower scores in that regard as well. well I'll tell you so, that about Roninish is again, it's as as with the court jester and breaking around is we judge it by its merits on its own terms. Because absolutely. I remember secret for the budget kind of magical realism thing it yeah. was, it did it brilliantly. I remember the transformation from the, the stories. Well. It was yeah. brilliant. The Selkie's transformation. Oh. Had that been you know, a hundred million dollar film. I thought that's a bit naff, but the way they did it for the kind of the budget um, yeah. stuff, it looked so good, and it looked it so. It did look good. I mean, yeah. she, she basically got. It looked like she, she was shedding a like, seal skin. She, she looked like she was shedding a skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so fair play. And say, say, and same with the court jester. It was it was the very best of the Danny Kay <laughs> comic things. Yeah, you can't break around. And break around had a real moral kind of center to it. Didn't yeah, it? so fair play to Ronan Ishen. My goodness. Yeah, indeed. Um, now there are two films that. Um, unfortunately for them have suffered by and have the ignominy of um being the lowest scoring films that we have ever watched really yeah now um they are they are in illustrious company we have four films that have the same score but two of them have arrived this year do you know which two they are which two do we bloody hate wow um i hated one more than you and you hated the other more than me hmm. they're both my films though clearly uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say the andromeda strain of vampire's kiss oh not no no yeah. um it was the, the andromeda strain is one of them okay. i gave that two disembodied grumpy hands you yeah. only gave that one for an oh, average score of one and a half oh it was dull wasn't it and the other one was the public eye oh I, I gave that one and you gave it two i just thought that was logically inconsistent and did it made no 
right choices yeah. as, as a film, you know, very, very annoying. I should have guessed that we would never have put Nicolas Cage's finest performance in. Oh, the yeah. I mean, that was always going to be at least a four for me. And it was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Our average score this year so uh, we'll go through, actually let's go through the scores in total so quick change yeah three and a half i gave it four you gave it three. Oh. secret of rowan inish five obviously somewhere yeah. in time was a three disembodied crombie heads we both gave that three yeah very funny when that one it was yeah the duelists i thought that would be better but we only gave that two yeah it you wasn't and I, better you and yeah. i gave it two yeah well i had expectations of it being better i think yeah. and it, it, well, it was a bit it was a bit dull um civil action got a three obviously the john lithgow episode oh, yes. um then you got the public eye at one and a half the the first great train robbery was a three from both of us as well so that's oh, interesting. big night so the next uh andromeda strain one and a half big night and vampire's kiss the two films with the most um difference between our Ooh. scores so i obviously gave vampire's kiss four and you gave it two oh, yes. big night you gave four and i gave two wow so uh, those were the two biggest discrepancies. Um, we had a divergence for a while. We had two back to back. Back to back, yeah. All the others are relatively close. And then the final two films, Soylent Green and Support the Girls, we gave the same score. So two two each for Soylent Green and three each for Support the Girls. Oh. So um, uh, so a lot of middle of the road stuff this year, with the uh, with the, the exception of Rowan Inish. Yeah, and that's reflected in the overall score. So the average score this year is two point seven nine. Um, which is lower than season four, which was 2.96, uh, much lower than season three, which was 3.29. Um, and it was the same as season two. So it's the joint lowest Ooh. scoring season. And um, <laughs> do you think the filming seven other podcasts alongside this one beat us down a little bit? It, it might have done, mightn't it? Maybe we didn't have the energy to, to, to do this justice. I don't know. I, I seem to remember stuff. thoroughly enjoying all the recordings. I never mind about yeah, the scores. Well, but did, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, we, again, one of the worst things about um, having to review The Sport of the Girls was it was an OK film that we had no harsh things to say about. I know. So there was, this, there was no grist to the mills. I mean, yeah. whereas, um, I mean, yeah, Vampire's Kiss was all grist. And it's, yes, it's true, isn't it? Whereas actually, I mean, ostensibly, Support the Girls is you know is 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 a valuable film isn't it it's, it's yeah. a good good-hearted good-natured film but up against nicholas cage i'm sorry <laughs> counting doing the alphabet yeah really loudly, loudly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's got no hope i'm sorry support the girls sorry sorry there you go your fault have a bit of nicholas cage counting uh, speaking the alphabet in more extravagant tones um then i might have given you a four Suddenly occurred to me. Do you think he was channeling the uh, the Muppet vampire who also does the alphabet? <laughs> yeah, he does. No, he, he does counting, yeah, doesn't he? He doesn't. He does not the alphabet. Oh, they missed a chance there. He couldn't do the alf. He couldn't do um, counting though because he got done, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got yes. the copyright. Um. So, of so my my average score this year for all the films in total was two point eight three. So I I favoured the films slightly more than you. You gave it a two point seven five, oh. which is your lowest score. For a for a season of Weekend at Crombies ever, ever. Wow, I really and that, didn't inclu- like that, that includes a perfect film. My goodness, it includes a perfect film and a four that you gave to Big Night. Everyone else, um, I think I just wasn't into. Yeah, well, you gave you gave threes to Quick Change and Somewhere in Time, a Civil Action, the First Great Train Robbery, but you also gave a one to the Andromeda Strain and two twos, which is unusual. Oh. Whereas previous years, you, you've always had. 
you've always had a few more threes and a few more fours. In fact, in, in season three, you didn't give a score lower than three. Do you know what it is, though? I've, I'm starting to run out of films I'm sentimentally attached to, so therefore I would give five scores <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. I'm just picking films now and I have to judge them. Yeah, you do. That's right. And Yeah. But uh, interestingly, given that, you you know, in that first season, right? Yeah. There was Phantom of the Paradise and Dancing in the Dark that you both gave ones for. <laughs> that still had a higher average score from you than this season. Yeah, so because it was too late to hear it, that I gave a five to like an imbecile. <laughs> yeah, it was. You gave a five to too late to hear. <laughs> I gave that two. That remains our biggest discrepancy. <laughs> I stand by it. Yeah. Well, that and uh, Phantom of the Paradise, uh, which I gave four for and you gave one. I mean, that's harsh. That is one. We, first, we... It was your first pick as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, last I did years. think this isn't going to last long, is it? <laughs> I think I think Quigley Down, last, Quigley Down Under helped because I remember you talking about punching him in the balls. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. And I thought, we're going to get through this. This will be all right. <laughs> This will be all right. We're laughing at this. This is good. This is good. There we go. Uh, a, f- a, few, a few other things. Um, a few other things. What is the... Uh, so, obviously, we've got our scores. Okay. Yes. Um, but the public's... You know, obviously, the public is who... They're, they're who counts, aren't they? Um, in the end. Um, what is the highest scoring film of this year's run of Weekend at Commerce? Do you think that the public... Public uh, like the best. The public like the best. What do you think? Well, the public are idiots, so I'm going to say Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> well, you would be wrong. Oh. Uh, on this occasion... I'm an idiot. On this occasion, the, the public... The No, no. No, I'll stop on, guessing. On, yeah, on this occasion, <laughs> the public are in tune with your own views, <gasps> and it is Big Night. Oh, I love the public. The public are genius. <laughs> the, the, so Big Night, I'm surprised at that, because it's quite, that's quite a low-key film. But that's got a, an average score of 3.9 out of 5, which is very oh. good. Um, and then... That is followed by The Secret of Rowan Inish and then The Duelists. Wow. Um, the worst film, as voted for by the public, across all of the films that we've watched. Any thoughts? It, it isn't Vampire's Kiss, by the way. No, no, I'll stop asking her. I would say the worst film. Hmm. I'm going to say The First Great Train Robbery. Oh, hang on. I've lost where I was looking there. The First Great Train Robbery now is a 3.3. Okay. It's not the worst. Okay. Actually, and I would say that the, the worst film here is... The public haven't given it a terrible score. It has yeah. It's just the worst that we've watched. It's actually a civil action. Really? Which got three disembodied crombie heads from the public. Um, they give yeah. disembodied crombie heads too, do they? Well, they do indeed. <laughs> they do indeed. Uh, it, so at the average score from the public for this year's films is 3.5. Um, it's not the lowest. In fact, it's one of the highest scores that we've got. Um, for, highest for a while, actually. So, yeah, there we go. So um, Big Night wins the public vote. Unfortunately, a civil action is being taken to court um, for crimes against films, probably. Um, but actually, what's what, what's quite interesting about that is that we gave the we gave a civil action exactly the same score as the public. Oh, that's fair enough, then. Yeah. Yeah, we did, and you know, we didn't dislike it, did we? No, nope, it was nope. perfectly acceptable. But, uh, yeah. um, Insufficient grist. Can we go into the, the again thematically? You mentioned the civil action, of course, had a bizarre John Lithgow film. Yeah. But we keep up traditions. The fir- um, quick change was that our third Gina Davis or our fourth in a row? We then uh, did... It was our third. It our was our third... third Gina Davis film. Yeah. So it was the third annual Gina Davis, and the previous ones being, of course, The Longest Goodnight and Speechless. Uh, Speechless. And um, we introduced two trilogies. We had uh, Stanley Tucci, the St- yeah, the Stanley Tucci-ology, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and the Tony shell Hoobergy. <laughs> the Tony shell Hoobergy, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, and um, 
although so Tucci and Shalhoub yeah. were both in Quick Change and The Public Eye. Yes. But the third film. No, did, was, Tony, Tony Shalhoub wasn't in The Public Eye. He was in A Civil Action. Sorry, my mistake. Yes. So you're right. Shalhoub and Tucci were in Quick Change and Big Night. That's it. Yeah. And Tucci was also in The Public Eye. Yeah. Whereas Shalhoub was in a civil action. Yes. That's right. Um, so, yeah, there we go. So they are actually hot on the heels of John Lithgow now with five wow. films. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, so it goes John Lithgow, five. Um, Shalhoub, three. Tucci, three. And Davis, three as well. There are a couple of others, actually, that have I, emerged this year. Have you actually got a note of all the actors that have appeared in the films? I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How insane are you? You've got John Lithgow on five, Tucci on three, Shelhoub on three, Gina Davis on three, Jada Pinkett Smith on two. Because she was back to back, wasn't it? She, uh, bamboozled was in the uh, yes, set it up. She was back to back, yes. We we watched another Albert Finney film this year. Oh, we did? The Which... Duelists. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He had a little, he had a little cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's him, him on two. Wow. Um, William H. Macy has now got two. Because oh. he had a very small role in Somewhere in Time. Did he? He did. He was one of the he was one of the thespians at the start oh. of the film. Um, I remember. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And what else was he in? He was um, in Civil Action. Of course he was. Yeah, he was buying all yes, the scratch cards to keep the film Yeah, so he's been, yeah, he's been in two films this year as well. So, you know, it's quite, it's quite a few. Um, there's someone else who's been in two films this year. A lesser known actress, I think. Okay. But um, Paula Kelly, who was in both the Andromeda Strain. <laughs> Why would you think she was a lesser known actress? No, no, she's still happy. <laughs> the Andromeda Strain and Soylent Green. Of course she was, yes. Yeah, so. That's a, that's a strange connection, given we didn't do that deliberately. I know. It's, yeah, well, they're yeah. both films of an era, but even so, it's. Uh... Yeah. And of course, we've got, we've had two Christopher Reeve films now as well, with uh, Somewhere in Time, and he was also in Speechless, with the aforementioned Gina Davis. He was, yes. Oh, well, very good. Would you, um, like to know, would you like to have some stats thrown back at you? Go on. Okay, so uh, we've, we haven't we have yet found out who's won the season in terms of picking the, the best films, have we? Um, we haven't, no. We haven't, but would you like to know what the public thought of the oh, podcast? Oh, I do, yeah. Who's so won we, the podcast? How, how, how many... How, so that's basically which podcast was listened by three people. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, I'll, I'll give the percentages to spare our numbers. Oh, but, yeah, okay. uh, but what do you think was the most popular podcast listened to of this year? I'm going to go with oh, the most popular podcast from this year. I think that's got to be... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with The Duelists. No, it's Somewhere in Time. Oh, it's going to be really? Popular. 17% of our views were watching Somewhere in, listen to Somewhere in Time. And that, what does That's... that equate to? Six people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why you so many for that one? The, the, well, the, the, you think it's early, it was March, so it's quite early mm, in the year. People, aren't, this... people haven't switched off by then. The second one was Quick Change. So again, that was no, January. Early, it, would have built, yeah. it would have built up. It's got a long tail. Yeah, the third yeah. one, though, interestingly, was in the, in July. It was the first Great Train Robbery. Really? You, uh, all of yours? The fourth one was Big Night. So, yeah. I, I, oh, I, have... I mean, no one likes my choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you like to guess uh, what the, the least listened to one was? God. I'm going to go with Vampire's Kiss. Ding! Yes, it yeah. was Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> what? But like, uh, that was, uh, that was, I think that was the podcast I enjoyed most because the film is insane. 
and in the, the again the bottom half is support the girls at the end of the street the public well, eye. in fairness in fairness support the girls surely wouldn't have had much of a chance to rack up many listens you know that's entirely right and fair yes <laughs> so you know quick jeans is obviously going to be up there because andromeda strain came out in august. andromeda strain came out in august yeah okay <laughs> 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 it, anyway, it doesn't stack up wholly that argument, but you okay, know. fair enough. Just because you don't have the the, the finger on the nub of the public doesn't mean that you. <laughs> <laughs> very good. It's very not good. what you bring to the party. Anyway, would you like to continue your stats? That, that's no, all well, the stats I have. That's very, like, no, that's... excellent, excellent stuff. So, um, as well as actors, we have had a number of directors who have joined the um, more than one watch club. Um, so until season five, the only director that he'd, we, we had watched more than one film of. Can you remember who that was? David Fincher. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes. I was there. But, <laughs> for, for, the, for, the, um, for the central canon. I don't know. Rennie Harlan, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, Long Kiss Goodnight and Cliffhanger. Oh, I love Rennie Harlan. Yeah, and well, Rennie Harlan is still our... Uh, uh, highest rated director as he should be <laughs> as he should be but what's Let's watch more Rennie Harlan films what's ridiculous about this is that Ridley Scott is now in the the same club as how we've watched two films so our average score for Rennie Harlan is four disembodied crombie heads our average score for Ridley Scott is 2.2 <laughs> <laughs> what was the other Ridley Scott one uh, G.I. Jane oh my goodness I rate that Jane. quite highly actually but you, you slammed it down wow so, yeah, we, so in the <laughs> well, we should be in charge of the Oscars. That would be great. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> We've got two other directors who have appeared in the More Than One Club. Okay. Um, Howard Franklin. Ooh. And actually, we we watched two Howard Franklin films this year. Really? He was I... a co-director on Quick Change. Okay. And he was the sole director on. Can you guess? I am going to say. Um... I went a bit somewhere in Harris time. Then, <laughs> Can you somewhere in time. Is? No, it was the public eye. Oh, I was going to say the public eye. I thought Joe Pesci directed that though. No. Um, okay. So yeah. So there you go. That, that, and you didn't really make anything else. And there is one other director who has appeared in the more than one now. Oh, and this is, I think, this is a special one as well. Oh, okay. No clue. <laughs> so the the person is, and I have no idea how to pronounce this person's first name. Well, in fact, their surname's quite difficult as well. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna spell out the first name, okay? Just see if you can pronounce <laughs> this. Is this is great podcast. See if you can pronounce this, J E A N N O T. Genot. Genot. Is that what it is? Is it French? I don't know. Okay. Genot. <laughs> Genot. Yeah. And then the surname is S Z W A R C. What is this? A made-up name? No, script. We mustn't. We mustn't be. Uh... No, no, we shouldn't. We should. We can't be racist. Genot uh, <laughs> Swark. I'm going to go with Genot Swark. What is Genot Swark then for us? Well, he directed Summer in Time oh. this year, but he is also the he he he's in the Weekend at Crombie's uh, Hall of Fame because he was the inaugural director. He directed. Santa, Santa Claus, Claus the, movie. the movie. Oh yes. my goodness! Yeah. So somewhere in time, and Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> what what things to have on your CV, mind? <laughs> Genot, you are spoiling us, aren't you? Um, yeah, there we go. He, um, is, he is he is French, so I am gonna uh, ah. just, uh, let's have a look. Uh, his uh, Genot Svark. Genot Svark. <laughs> that doesn't sound. That sounds Swedish. 
Jenner Schwack. Yeah. Obviously, Rennie Harlan is also the most um, popular producer that we have um, had as well, because he also produced Speechless, as well as Cliffhanger and um, The Long Kiss Goodnight. So, I mean... We might as well. We should rename this as the the, um, the Rennie Harlan yeah, experience. Yeah, the Rennie Harlan experience. Um, we do just, a lot well for it. Just, 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 just before we go on to um, bringing in the other films as well, because I've done a little bit of a league table as well okay. um, of all the films that we've watched. All oh, sixty. All sixty. Yeah, can you believe that? Um, what do you think is the most popular film that we've watched this year? So this is the film that has, and the the rules are the most views. Okay. On the social media film site Letterboxd. The most views would have to be. Oh, it's hard. We haven't, we haven't got for many massive blockbusters. I suppose that's the, that's what Weekend of Crabbies is all about. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Most views. First Great Train Robbery. Oh, no. Um, so the most popular film is, and I can't believe this, but it's Soylent Green. Really? Yeah, 47,000 views. Well, we said it was iconic, you know, as in everyone yeah, wants to know what the fuss is about. Yeah. So I can I can appreciate that, yeah. Top top three, Soylent Green, then Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that? And then the third one, Support the Girls. So the, the final the final three films that we watched in the year. Yeah, I know, Support the Girls. What's well, got thirty five thousand? That's mad. So, so what's the least seen? Secret of Rowanish. No, the public eye with two thousand and fifty eight votes. Wow. Then it's the secret of Rowan and issue with six thousand. Okay. And then the first great train robbery with seven thousand six hundred and ninety. Oh. So there we go. Um yeah. Wait, wait, how, who's who's clocking these things on letterbox and how are they well, counting it? So there is a there's a thing on letterbox where if you look at the film it will show you how many people have actually said that they've viewed it which might mean that they've okay. watched it now what what i don't know is whether that's one person watching vampire's kiss 44,589 <laughs> times right could be couldn't it um, i wouldn't put it past nicholas cage <laughs> have it on so, a loop in his mansion so the so the method isn't perfect but as an indication it gives an indication of the kind of popularity of the film at that particular well, i was going to say the first great train robbery was on the uh, the tellies on a bank holiday in the 80s anyone yeah. watching it then would not be on letterbox anyway yeah <laughs> no that's true um a couple of other stats film with the most number of five star ratings on letterboxd so nearly a quarter so this film nearly a quarter of all the ratings of this film are five star secret ruinish no No. big night big night of course of course yeah Um, thoroughbred yeah exactly what what's the highest number of one stars highest number of one stars Andromeda Strain? No, it's Vampire's Kiss. What? Well, but here's the here's the interesting thing about Vampire's Kiss, right? It has the highest number of one stars and the second highest number of five stars, <laughs> <laughs> which tells that, you a lot I, about I can the film. Easily believe that, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And the film with the highest number of number of three stars, i.e., the completely middle of the road film that Sport nobody has. The girls? Um, no, it isn't actually. It's a civil action. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Over half of all of its votes are three stars. Okay. So there we go. Should we take well, a little break and maybe have the last of the mince pies? Indeed. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and do a little bit of a league table summary. There's some sherry around here somewhere. <laughs> is it in the um, is it in the super tea can? <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Yeah, so I'm just excited. That's amazing. <laughs> Woo, here we go. Right. Woo. Right. Um, <clears throat> welcome back, dear listener. Now, uh, I'm presuming that you are um, 
both swigging the Glenfiddich and also pouring some over the last of the Christmas ca- uh, the Christmas pie, the Christmas pie, the Christmas pudding <laughs> that you've got. <laughs> what the hell is a Christmas pie? Why are you pouring Glenfiddich over it? The whiskey in it. Don't you, you pour, pour whiskey? You pour brandy on a Christmas pudding. Oh, that's why my Christmas puddings never taste nice. <laughs> what's the, they can't what's get them to light either. A, I keep on brandy? pouring whiskey on it. It's not catching a flame. What's brandy? Is that Courvoisier? Is that brandy? Yeah, that's brandy. Courvoisier. Excellent. Does your jean Swartz accent count? Courvoisier. You know, what? Can I have another Courvoisier, please? And Can I have a... Get me a bottle of Domingue... Don Perignon. Don Perignon as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm not sophisticated like you, Hugh. I don't know what goes on the Christmas bloody pudding. <laughs> I mean, I wonder, I hate I hate whiskey. So that's maybe why I've been hating Christmas puddings all my life. I keep tipping perfectly good Glenfiddich. <laughs> my dad gets so angry. James, have you put the Glenfiddich on the Christmas pudding again? What? <laughs> what else are you supposed to put on it? Oh, I do, I do like lighting fire or pudding, though. Less so eating it, whatever, but... Ooh, yes, good fun. I mean, when, when in your life are you going to get to set fire to your own food? Not often, unless you're on a barbecue. But, you yeah, I'd say a barbecue happens quite a lot. I know, but, you know, it's, it's Christmas <laughs> indoors, day. Indoors, It's Christmas day, you've been through a lot. You've had to make the whole thing, and you think, yeah. I just want to set fire to one of them now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, and because I can't set fire to my guests, I'll set <laughs> fire to the pudding. Yes. It's like, it's like Guy Fawkes, but it's a pudding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do, won't it? Yeah, yeah. This is the look, eyeball one of the guests a lot as I like the pudding. <laughs> I mean, in some respects, we, we kind of, we burn all food, don't we? To a certain degree. I suppose we do, yes. You know, that's how you cook food. <laughs> I think, I feel like we've we've moved away from the core <laughs> premise of this podcast. <laughs> that's what cooking food is, a chemical reaction, isn't it? That's what happens when we let you do the linking text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, right, come on. Okay. We're on the, uh, here we are, right. We have watched 60 films over the course of five years, Hugh. And I tell you what, it's been it's been like a marriage, hasn't it? Some <laughs> yeah, marriages, this is longer than some marriages. In indeed. fact, it might be longer than my marriage soon. This <laughs> keeps going on the amount of bloody podcasts we're doing at the moment. <laughs> um, well, here are a few things that I wanted to highlight. So um, I've got I've got the top 10 films. The top 10 films of all the films that we've watched. Of okay? All time. OK. Ordered by Weekend at Crombie's average score. Of the okay. public vote and then popularity by highest to lowest if there are um, if there are level scores. Okay? okay, so in at number ten, in at number ten, and this is a new entry, even though it's not a new film that we've watched. Why is this? You might ask yourself. It's because the score of this film has gone up since we watched it. Oh, do you think it's by because pub- of our podcast? No doubt. We pushed the number up. Yeah. Well, the film is bamboozled. Ooh. When we watched the film, okay, here's the, here's the crazy thing about Bamboozled. When we watched it, the, so we gave it three and a half. It's always been three and a half, of course, yeah. from us. But when we watched it, the public gave it 3.4. Okay. You know what it is now? 4.1. Oh, it's 3.8. No. <laughs> Dramatic. Know, it's, it's gone up a lot. That's it's gone up by good. nearly half yeah, of okay. a whole point. Good. In in three years, come on! That that is stuff. that is the power of the weekend at Crombie's podcast. Uh, I'm sure Spike Lee is just willing us to do another one of his. <laughs> do the right thing. Do the right yeah, thing. Yeah. That's it. Um, unit number nine. One of yours, Hugh. Okay, it's it's one of the one of the, the best ever ones. Willow. No, 
<laughs> I'm just thinking because that, that's also had a boost in popularity. Oh, yeah, because it's been on Disney Plus, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Memphis Bell. Oh, Memphis Bell. I'm glad yeah. that's well thought of. Yeah, number nine. Uh, number eight. We're getting into first season now. Oh, we did the good stuff. The Secret of Nim. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seconds. Oh, my goodness. You that. can't remember that, can you? <laughs> I, I can remember not remembering it. Ah, <laughs> uh, now, here we go. In, now, number seven. Ooh, number one, seven. Of, one of yours. Newsies. <laughs> we might come to Newsies in a bit. Ooh, uh, exciting. The bounty. Uh, no, that's the long kiss goodnight. The long kiss goodnight. Yeah, because we gave that four and a half, and the public oh. quite like it too. Do I uh, know the public? <laughs> number <laughs> number six. Come on, this was this was the last film from last year. The last film from last year. I can remember that. For, it would have been um, oh, dirty pretty things. Dirty pretty things. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now we're into the top five. Oh my goodness oh. me! In at number five, season one. Season one, in at number five, I'm going to say, I'm not dancing in the dark. No. No. Too late, the hero. No. <laughs> Runaway train. <laughs> Runaway train. Number five. Has that gone no. up as well, then? That has gone up. It's gone. Uh, actually, hang on. Let me have a look. No, it hasn't, actually. It yeah. has gone down. Yeah. A little bit, but in the public's eyes. Only a little bit, but it's gone down a little bit. Um, number four. This is one of yours. This is the last of yours in the top ten. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know what the top three are, didn't you? I do. Um, I'm going to say Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in number th- so number three, where is Rowan Inish going to go? Where's it going to land in the top I, three, do you think? I'd say it lands here. It does. It's number three. The <laughs> you gave that one away. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, number two, The Court Jester. So our what? most popular, so the best film yeah. that we have watched, all 60, is Breaker Morant. Really? It's Well, it's five stars, which yeah. puts it, in the top three and since we watched the film um it's gone up by a whole 0.1 score but it's now 3.9 mm-hmm. um it was 3.8 when we watched it so there we go my goodness we come around um should we go to the nadir shall we the, the worst, worst, of, worst the of the worst now there are three films in the bottom 10 from this year that's how bad it's Oof. been we know wow. that the andromeda strain and the public eye are two of those but there is another yeah. one so uh, the tenth from bottom. Yeah. One false move. Yeah, that was yeah. rubbish. Yeah, it? yeah. I disappointed with that one. You might be a bit surprised at this one though. Um, ninth from bottom. It's one of yours. Uh, I'm gonna say. A few years ago. Nuns on the run. No, it's the Rocketeer. What idiots? <laughs> well, we, we you know what score you gave that? What's that? Two. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it two, and the public gave it 3.4. It just looks so good on the poster. Yeah, but it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> um, Rubbish. <laughs> uh, uh, eighth from bottom is the other new film from this year. It's Soylent Green. Ooh. Yeah. Then here we go. Oh, I mean, to be honest, this should be number one, but it's Newsies. <laughs> yeah, Newsies <laughs> is that far down? Yeah, well, you gave it three. Okay. So bang average for you. Yeah. I gave it. Obviously, I gave it one. If I could have given that 0.5, <laughs> I would have. But obviously, we're not it's, allowed. It's half. not a bottom 10, though. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> worst films I've ever seen in my life. I hate it with absolute passion. <laughs> with an absolute passion. Um, then, hot on the heels of Newsies at uh-huh. um, number six. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. This shouldn't be in the bottom 10, but it is anyway. It's Carrie Pilby. Oh, that's not fair. I mean, we both gave it two. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not good either, then. <laughs> it's not good. And the public 
only gave it three. So, you know, and I find so this one surprises me a bit, but I have I have a feeling I know why it's rubbish, but I don't I kind of have a soft spot for it. But anyway, this is um, this is the bottom five now. So this is the real dirge, right? Okay, we're going downwards, are we? Yeah, this is the bottom five now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, that's not right. (laughs) Well, again, do you know what score you gave it? I give it two. Give it two, and the public <laughs> have given it two point nine. So it's pretty bad. Wow, yeah. I, I have such fond memories of it. Yeah, me too, right? But yeah, there you go. Then the Andromeda Strain. Then we're in the wor- the worst three films. The worst, the the worst, worst three films now. Okay. Okay. So third from bottom is the film that probably had the most nudity in all the films that we've watched, including a really weird scene where someone wheezes for someone. Not personal best. Personal best. Oh, that's not right. Well. You gave it two. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it one. And the public gave it 3.3. So it's not the worst. You know, it's obviously, it, it's it's seen as better by the public yeah. than we did it. But, um, so I mean, that's why. They really had to run up that sand dune. I remember that. Oh, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was, that was deserved a point in itself. Yeah, it did. Um, and also, you know, Muriel, Muriel Hemingway having to hold that man's penis. A bit weird, isn't it? Well, we don't know if she did. It was, it was, it was screened from the camera. She could be holding a prosthetic. She loved it. right then the second worst film is the public eye oh yeah yeah. i'm with that deservedly so the worst film though of all 60 films that we've watched yeah throughout the entire weekend at crombie's canon as collectively it's not your it's not your least favorite film okay but it's the worst film collectively that we've watched and you know linking that to the public and the popularity eric the viking eric the viking eric the viking is it (laughs) <laughs> Eric the Viking is the worst film collectively oh. that we've watched, and the public don't like it either. They've given it two point nine. Yeah, that fair play. Woo. So there we go. Um, before we wrap up, there are one or two other bits that I thought would be interesting. I mean, okay. who knows if they are? But, um, <laughs> it's I not stopped you yet. It hasn't stopped me yet, has it? Um, there is. Uh, let me have a look at this. There's one film, right, that has seen such an incredible jump in people watching it um between last year and this year all right okay i can't understand i don't know why i don't know why um this has happened um but Actually, no, sorry, let me start. There's two films. There's two films. There are two films. <laughs> there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason why both of these films seem to have increased so much. And this is between the end of 2021 okay. and the end of 2022. Okay. So th- these two films have increased their viewing on Letterboxd by 158% and 135% respectively. Okay. Okay. So in, let me just, let me just add a little bit of context to this. In 2021, one of these films had um, had six thousand five hundred views, and at the end of two thousand and twenty-two, has sixteen thousand views, right? And the other one at the end of two thousand and twenty-one had forty-seven thousand views, but now has one hundred and twenty thousand views. My goodness! You know which ones they are. I mean, this is really. I mean, if you do, I'll be a man. But you know, you know. I'm going to say, Dark Man is one of them. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. second, second go at the bullseye. I'm going to say that um, Dragon Slayer is the other one. Oh, no, it isn't. No. Right. So the film with the biggest increase in votes 
in the last year is the Heartbreak Kid. What? Yeah, it's gone up from, yes, this had an additional 10,000 views in the year. And not only that, it's gone up from 3.8. Did you have to die or something? I don't know, but it's gone up from 3.8 to 3.9 in scores as well. It's gone up hugely. The other film, I just can't work it out. It's Practical Magic. Oh, you know, I was going to think Practical Magic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you didn't. I had in my head because I, I thought, well, why wouldn't I get? But I tell you, I th- two reasons I'll give you one. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah, Charles Grodin died in May 2021. Did he? Yeah, so that was people. And also, uh, it's available. On, it's, you can watch it for free on YouTube. So people were probably just seeking it out and, and yeah, just watching it. So that, maybe. there we go, the piece in the puzzle there. And a practical magic, I think, maybe connected to Nicole Kidman's Renaissance. She returned recently. Yeah, so people she were, did, she kind it? of gave her. Again, um, and Sandra Bullock had a pretty good film out too. So maybe you know it, it boosted their profile enough. Not they needed a boosted profile, but people right. were interested in their other films and wanted to revisit them. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Um, a little tidbit about Too Late the Hero as well, if you want. Was it climbing? Hear this? Well, it, I'm, 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 it, this is what you promised. You promised yeah. me something about Too Late the Hero. It's you still, kept me here for an hour. Yeah. Talking still, to you. Just it's the still it's still the least watched film <laughs> in, in the entirety of our canon. Of course it is. But it has now broken the 1,000 views mark. <laughs> At this time last year, it was 634. Now it's 1,028. I knew hitting that refresh button would get me there. Uh, it hasn't helped in its scores, though, because it's oh. gone down. So the more people that watch it, the more they <laughs> hate they it. Like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you go mainstream. This is... <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? No one else the... is allowed to watch Too Late the Hero. It's ours. The, fil- the film that has increased... Actually, there are... I think these are linked as well. There are two films which have increased their public score the most. Okay. okay. So um, they, when we watched them, the public average was both 3.4. One of them is now a 3.8. In fact, I've told you what one of them is, for God's sake, uh, already. And the, the other one is now a 3.7. Do you know which two films they are? No, because even though you've told me, I wasn't really listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them's bamboozled. Okay. It's yes, gone so. up a lot. The other one. Have a guess. Willow. No. How is Bamboozled and Willow connected? (laughs) (laughs) In what world are those two films? In what world do they have any connection? (laughs) Wouldn't it be great though if they just switched directors or something? Spike Lee was directing Willow and uh, the the other film. The other film is Set It Off. Set It Off. Bamboozled and Set It Off. Yeah, two films with significantly higher average public scores now than when we watched them. Significantly higher. Well, you know, you know why that is. Why the actor, oh, that connect, the, the actor connects them to is that significantly higher presence uh, profile in the last year. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good indeed. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, and just finally, let's have you know, just just to really infuriate you, Hugh. Okay. Um, the top two films with the most watches um, on... Actually, no, let me do that. The, the, the film with the most watches on um, Letterboxd that we've watched is Dancer in the Dark. Of course it is. Yes, 123,000 views. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Cruel. <laughs> and the, 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 the film with the least watches is Too Late the Hero, followed Classic. by Figures in a Landscape and then Face. Um, it should be said that Face unfortunately is a film that has dropped score the most so when and this is quite marked as well when we watched it it had a 3.2 public average and now it has a 2.8 public average it's gone from just above average to just oh no that's not just above average isn't it 
Well, consider that's a film that you've, you've got to seek out. Someone, a lot of people have sought this out to dislike it. Yeah, they have. Maybe they've heard, they've heard, oh, have you heard a face? It's absolutely rubbish. Oh, I've got to watch that. <laughs> um, so there we go. That, that's the wrap up for this year. Although we've got one final thing, haven't we? We do. We have, yes. to, we have to find out who's won. I can't remember what the rules are about winning. Nor do I. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there that we go. So uh, here's the thing, right? Of my films, okay? This is how we do it, I think. Of my films, right? Okay. So the six films that I chose, The Secret of Rowan Inish, The Duelists, The Public Eye, The Andromeda Strain, Vampire's Kiss and Support the Girls. That's a ragtag bunch of films, isn't it? <laughs> when you think about it. Our average score was 2.67. That was our average score. Right? Okay. Your six. Quick change. Somewhere in time. A civil action. The first great train robbery. Big Night and Soylent Green. Is it higher than 2.67? Or is it lower than 2.67? This for I the win. Think, I think not even the secret of Roninish can save you this time. I've got the win. It's in the bag. The winner of 2022 Weekend at Crombies is Hugh Morgan. Yeah, get it. Oh, Hugh Morgan, 2.92. Oh. That's two years in a row. Well, I see. We're on a winner here. Two years in a row. Um, as usual, I hate your films more than you hate <laughs> your films. And you hate my films more than I hate my films. Quite right. The eternal balance is maintained. <laughs> there we go. Wow. What a oh, tour de force. What a tour de force. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, here's to 2023. Here's to volume six. Now, if listeners caught the end of our final podcast of 2022, volume five, episode 12, Support the Girls, we stated that the film for January was going to be, I can't even remember what the film La is now. La Grande Vadrouille. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're not going to spend 50 minutes trying to pronounce it. But because we can do what the bloody hell we like, changed our mind, haven't we? You've only we got have. to change our mind, we haven't have. we? We have. Are we going to reveal what it is now or are we going to hold that back? I think we ought to hold it back. Partly because no one listens to this anyway. But yes, we should hold it back. But we should say if you are, if you've come this far, yeah. you are in for a rare treat in 2023. We have torn yeah. up the rule book. Oh, we have. Oh, yes. We've torn up the rule book. It's not going to be the same. There'll, it's be more, there'll be more films. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be more films. Uh, let's not reveal it in case we change our mind like we did in Le Grand Vidure. We haven't. We, we, any 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 fans fans of French cinema who tuned in especially for this though, we will do Le Grand Vidure, but not next year. We'll be doing it. Well, we should after. probably do it January Volume Seven, shouldn't we? If we're not exactly. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if we're still recording, which I'm sure we will be. There's no ever sense this will ever stop. This is this, <laughs> this is, is the Sisyphus's look. rock. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. This is Sisyphus. Yeah. On that cheery note. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good cheer to you all. <laughs> I don't know how to end these end of the year reviews. Yeah, with, with that, we shall say thank you if you've listened. Yeah. If you've listened um, this far, and if you've listened to the previous um, or none, indeed, this is your first <laughs> listen to the Weekend of Crumbles podcast. Weird podcast to listen as your first listen. But good on you. Um, <laughs> but if you have listened to the films, thank you for for sharing in the journey of these twelve eclectic and interesting films, and for for hearing our thoughts on them. And we'd wish you a very healthy and happy 2023. Um, and may all your weekends at Crumbies be bright. Good evening, all. Weekend at I'm presuming that you post Weekend at Crombies stuff on. That's Facebook. all I post on my Facebook now. Yeah. yeah, and she can't share it because I don't think the uh, I don't think the rights are there. So you might want to have a look at that. Let, I will, if you want yeah. it shared, because she's always willing to share. She's not. She's not willing to listen. She's willing to share. Yeah. <laughs>